Have you ever wondered what it takes to be a great boss? Well, you're not alone, and I'm here to help you find the answers. I'm Talmar Anderson, and welcome to Rock Your Bossitude. On this podcast, we will be diving headfirst into the people side of business, because I firmly believe that's where the magic happens. Each episode will feature candid interviews with fellow bosses who've gone from small business owners to thriving CEOs. Plus, I'll share actionable training to help you rock your own journey. Whether it's your first hire or you simply want to enhance your own boss skills, Rock Your Bossitude can act as your trusted compass. So are you ready to rock your bossitude? Yeah, you are. Welcome to Rock Your Bossitude, conversations with business owners turned CEOs. And boy, howdy, am I excited to be speaking with our guest today, Monica Jansen. How the heck are you, my friend? I am doing fantastic, Talmar. I'm glad to hear it. Monica, uh, and I have known each other for quite some time, people. So at some point, I'm sure if you ever get the chance to meet her, she might know where a body or two is buried. It's worth a conversation with her outside of her fantastic expertise. Monica, is it okay if I tell everybody a little bit about you before we get started? Yes, please. Excellent. Monica is head kick-ass copywriter and strategist at her content marketing agency, Jansen Communications. She has more than 15 years of experience creating the right messages for the right people on the right channels at the right time. So companies can generate more leads and make more money. Our agency's her agency services include blogging, email marketing, website content, social media marketing, and marketing copy for things like presentations and white papers. The stuff you need for generating leads. When she's not working with clients, she can be found in her beloved adopted state of Colorado, hiking, snowboarding, going to concerts, walking the dog, and hanging out with family and friends. That is not a bad gig if you can get it, my friend. I agree. I love it. I love it. <laughs> and so much of your story is about how your company was able to really bring on team to let you get to build that. And so um, it's one of my favorite stories to tell. And hopefully we'll have time to get into it a little bit. But if we don't, I encourage you to reach out to Monica and find out how stepping into her own boss role really shifted her living the life that she wanted, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. A lot of people, when they hear my story as well, Telmar, not just you sharing it, but me sharing it or other friends sharing it, they're like, yeah. oh my gosh, how did you do that? And the answer is, well, it took years. Yeah. <laughs> not like you, you don't create these things in one day. That would be nice. Yeah. 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 And even if we can create the strategy in a day, it still takes time to get through it. Right. I have mm -hmm. other clients, past clients that have sent me emails, you know, three and five years after working on the organizational structure or the hiring strategies that we created for them. And they're like, guess what? Finally filled out that org stretch structure because it's mm -hmm. different for every boss. How quickly we'll hire and the other thing is, you know, we think we're going to go one way with the team and it ends up going a different way because the business evolves. And um, I always love to check in with everybody and see where they're at. So um, I love that you're out there, a shining example of all the good things that can happen when you have an outstanding team. So Monica, this is so exciting. I want to know, let's start first with your experience as an employee or a team member. Can you tell me about the best boss you ever had? 
Yes. Uh, the best boss I ever had was a surfer who owned, he still owns, I shouldn't use the past tense, a um, little Christmas store in Avalon, New Jersey, which is a resort town. So it's a job that I had. It was a summer job I had in college. Um, Ed and his wife, Deb, owned the Paisley Christmas shop. They still own it. It's fantastic it. in Stone Harbor, New Jersey. Um, <laughs> and when, what the reason it was actually Ed and Deb were my bosses and they were fantastic because they just trusted us employees to do what needed to be done. There was no micromanaging, you know, and it was just a very trusting, um, convivial environment where Love we it. all had fun. And how old were you at that time? Oh gosh. Just approximately. Just little, it doesn't have to be. Yeah. I was a little puppy, like 18, 19 years old. Oh yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. So probably first professional job, right? No, it wasn't my first job, but it was definitely my favorite job that I've oh. had so far. And it's still my favorite job that I've ever had working for someone else. Fantastic. And again, it was because they really let you be brilliant at what you were being hired to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I we were like encouraged to like make suggestions or redecorate trees, you know, which sounds so funny because here we are walking around in flip-flops and shorts decorating Christmas trees you know, in the <laughs> middle of summer. <laughs> it happens though. That's awesome. That would be so fun. I, I personally love a good Christmas store. It's one of my, in fact, we recently were on a trip to St. Augustine, Florida with my family over the holidays. And uh, the, the hotel we were staying at was across the street from a Christmas store. And not my fun. husband and son were like, oh, we got not, she's going to have to go there. We got to plan to let her in. My son even tried to kind of hide it from me when we first walked out. He was trying to body block. And I was like, babe, I, I already saw it. You got to know if there's a Christmas store around, I'm going to see it. I, I'm going to get in it. So don't even worry about it. But <laughs> I, I do love that. So I can imagine the fun uh, of being able to work in an environment like that. Yeah. Oh, so definitely. Fun. So yeah. creative. that's fantastic. And so, so tell me for your own companies, going back to the very first person you're going to try to bring onto your team, mm -hmm. why did you make your first hire? So my first hire found me instead of the other way around, as it yeah. sometimes happens. Uh, Janine, uh, I think, found me on LinkedIn and she liked my writing style. She thought yeah. I seemed cool. She's also a copywriter, just getting yeah. started. And I just, I love the way she reached out to me, Talmar. It was just so professional for a young person in her early 20s. You know, um, she sent me, she told me what she liked about my writing. She sent me writing samples just proactively, right. right? Yeah. She's very proactive. Sent me writing samples and said, you know, if you're ever um, hiring, um, I would love to join your team. And I, I, it was just came at the perfect time because I was at the point where I was hitting, I'd hit my capacity, mm -hmm. right? So I just, I could not take an, on any more clients or projects on my own. So Janine yep. just showed up at the perfect, perfect time. So I was able to start offloading projects to her. However, I didn't know anything about hiring. I'd never yeah. been taught, you know, about hiring. Yeah. I had a good idea of how to manage someone just based on the way I had been managed in the past by yeah. bosses, both good and bad. Right. Yeah. I took from both. Um, yeah. So that's, yeah, that's how I made my first hire. It was kind of by accident. 
That's exciting. So, so what do you wish you had known about being a boss before you came, became one, right? You know, as soon as you take the business owner job, you're going to be a boss. It just, even if you just hire a bookkeeper or a social media, Mm -hmm. even if you have just a teeny bit of help, one little virtual assistant, guess what? If you're letting people influence your success, you are officially stepping into that boss role. What do you wish you had known about being a boss before you actually started bringing people in to support your success? I wish I had known about standard operating procedures and how it's very important to write them down, record how you want things done, because you can, it's just the best way to communicate with your people, right? You do it yourself. So you know how you want it done. You give it to, and you don't have, you review it, you know, with your team, but then they have that piece of paper. So they don't have to come, Monica, how did you want me to do this? Monica, how did you want me to do that? It's a Mm -hmm. huge, huge time savings for everybody. It empowers everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, that's the thing we try to remind all of our bosses when we work with them is when you write it down, it gives you a place for you, the two of you, right? The person with the attention, the boss, and the person who's supposed to be creating, um, you know, uh, a meaning behind what you're saying, right? They're trying to apply meaning to what you're trying to convey. Writing it down allows us to go, I agree it's this. Do you agree it's this? Great, let's move forward. And so uh, to the one, being a resource outside of you answering every question, but also allowing us to be consistent because let you know we try to be consistent and we say it in our mind, we're doing it the same way every day. But, you know, one person asks you one day and three months later, somebody else is going to ask you, you might reinvent that wheel if you didn't have it written down. And that's where that chaos can come in. So I I love that you said standard operating procedures and how much that can be such a great tool for you and your team. You know, Monica, you've been a boss for a long time now, so you have plenty of practice with this. When, you know, the team isn't using the tools that you've created, when they're not hitting the right you know, markers that you need for success. How do you handle the self-talk of, okay, I've got to go in and have this difficult conversation. How do you get yourself through those moments of, you know, stepping into the boss role in a strong way to make sure your business is getting what it needs? Mm, That is an awesome question. So I approach this a little differently, I think, than people. I assume that if something isn't working, I, it's something that I'm not doing in, to support that employee in the best way possible. Love it. So I don't look at it as they're making a mistake because there's something wrong with them. Yeah. They're making a mistake because I am not doing my job to fully support them. And that makes these conversations easy because I'm going in with this like, humble attitude Mm -hmm. of I'm messing up somehow. Tell me what I can do to support you better. And the truth of the matter is sometimes, Talmar, the people really are making a mistake. There is something wrong with them. It's not me. However, going in with that with with that kind of attitude, it just makes the conversation easier. No one's on the defensive. Yep. You know, and so we just move through it very quickly. No pain, no shame. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Because if we start from, you know, have I given you everything you need? Do you need any clarity? Is there a tool you don't have that you need? Well, 
I've kind of exhausted my issues. So tell me what's going on that we're not getting this result that we need. And that's when they Mm -hmm. get to step into taking ownership Mm -hmm. of it. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I love that. I I do think that that really helps going in with that humble idea of, okay, I must not have given you everything you needed, but being able Mm -hmm. to walk through that, you know, step-by-step and then still, okay, well, if I, if I am giving you all that I needed, what can you do differently? I, I think that's exactly and, and to your point, takes the pressure off. You're not necessarily going in bringing down the hammer. You're going to go in and have a conversation because if it's me, I'm going to fix it. And I'm hoping the same is true if it's you, right? Mm-hmm. Doesn't that make mm-hmm. sense? Yeah, I yeah. love that. Yes. I love that. I love that. So tell me, and, and uh, I know since you and I have known each other over the years, your business has grown. You've acquired other businesses. You've got more team members. What was your last hire? My assistant. Your assistant. That's great. So is this my, a yeah, direct report assistant. assistant just for you? Direct report assistant just for me. And I do have her working on some client projects too, um, okay. because she has, it doesn't matter who has the capabilities on my team. I'm going to tap them, you know, if it's in their wheelhouse and they're excited about, you know, working on whatever X, whatever X is then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's, she's fantastic. I love it. That's very exciting. So you've got a good hiring process. I know this. And I wanted to ask, what is your favorite interview question when you are hiring and you're working with all the different people that could come on your team? I'd like to ask them what they love the most about being a copywriter or marketer or strategist, whatever whatever we're hiring for, because yeah. that really allows them to shine and 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 show their enthusiasm and mm-hmm. their love because you need to, you need to love it. It shows in your work. Um, it shows in your interactions with clients. I agree. I agree to you hundred percent. And it also, it, it greatly affects tenure for you and your company. If you're hiring somebody that really enjoys what they do and it relates to how you do it in your company, when you're hiring someone, then that means we have a better chance that they're going to want to be there and keep doing it, right? If they're Mm -hmm. really connected to what we're hiring them for. So I love that, Monica. Mm -hmm. That's a really great one. And then what about, what do you love about being a boss right now with your team? Looking at your whole team, what do you love about being a boss? So the people that I hire stay with me for a really long time because I'm, I'm a great boss. And nice. they tell me, I this. Love that. like, it's not just, it's not just me saying this, yeah. you know, um, people, sometimes people leave, like they'll get a job. The job doesn't work out. They'll come back. They're like, yeah, grass was not greener on the other side. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. so, you know, so I just, I, I just love the trust that I have with my people. They know I have their back and they know I have their back. It's just a very supportive relationship. There's very little angst. I love that. I know nobody, nobody wants to work in that kind of environment anyway. Mm-mm, so can mm-mm. we talk a little bit? Do you mind if we share a little bit about your story about how and you and I came to work together? Sure. Do yeah. Mind? So, no. so Monica <laughs> came to me and I'll let her expand upon it, but fundamentally she wanted to go to four day work weeks so that, and here's the, this was her reason. I want to spend three days snowboarding with my family and for us to go up there and come back down to, cause she was not living in Colorado at the time. I need to know that my, my clients are taken care of. I need to know that the work's going to get done. I need to have a team I can count on. Does that sound familiar? Mm-hmm. Yes, it does. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so what about 
what do you feel like wasn't working that made you look for somebody to help you outside of your own? Do you remember? I mean, it's been a while now. It's been a while, but yeah, I think I just, I wasn't confident in my hiring abilities. Like I'd never been taught how to hire. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like what, what kind of process do I need in place? What kind of questions, you know, and I've, I've worked with other experts, not just you, Talmar. And I, I know you know this, but just to learn how to, how to do something properly. Yeah. The right time. Like I'm all for making mistakes and learning from them, but hiring is something I, I didn't want to make mistakes with anymore. <laughs> That's yeah. too costly for my business. Yeah. And it's, and it's also a little heartbreaking, right? Right. When you read in time and energy into people and then it doesn't work out or they end up leaving and you, you know, just didn't know what was going on. So, yeah. so I totally get that. And, and, you know, I, if I recall correctly, it was less than five months before we were able to do that with you. Like you really took Mm -hmm. the system and you started using it and you were able to really build that deep bench team that supported the way you wanted your business model to be and serve your clients. Mm -hmm. And you Mm -hmm. were able to do that and just keep expanding on it. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Because I had the process in place. Once you have the process in place, it doesn't matter if it's a standing operating procedure, a hiring process, a client onboarding process. Once you have the process in place, then life is just easier. So, I, I, Talmar, I think you you know that I've worked with other experts, not just you, yes. on putting processes in place. They can do it better and faster than I can. I'll stop making mistakes. I'll have a proven strategy that I can start using. And that just makes everything just falls in place after that. Once you have, you know, a way to onboard clients, a way to offboard employees, you know, it's, there's no, there's no guesswork. Life is easier. Well, and so that's the interesting part, right? You know, we spend so much time today talking about process and procedures but that really conveys to ease in the stress and the drama. Would you agree? A hundred percent. I mean, it sounds so boring. I'm a creative. I'm a writer. Like <laughs> I, I was never excited about bookkeeping or statements of, you know, work or standard operating procedures, but that's part of being a boss. You need to do all of these things. As long as there's a process in place for it, it's easy. You don't, ha- again, you don't have to think about it. Monica, when it comes to the people side of business, so many people are, feel overwhelmed by it. And they feel like the impression I have a lot of times when they come to me, it feels like they believe that being a good boss is about being unfeeling. What do you say to that? Oh, my goodness gracious, no. Um, I always ask, I, so I have one-on-ones with my team every week. I always ask, what's going on? Well, that, that you helped me with, Teller. <laughs> but I always ask them, what's going on like in your personal life? Like, I want to know, I care for these people. Yes. Um, I want to know what's going, you know, how's their, you know, is their daughter feeling better because she had a really bad fever last week? Or, yeah. you know, um, uh, how's your husband's new job? You know, I, we always have like, you know, those, those personal moments. I think that's so important to connect. We all have lives outside of work, all of us. And I like to honor that because I love my life outside of work. I want to hear about other people's lives outside of work. 
I get, I totally get that. What do you do though when their life starts to get in the way? How how do you handle that pullback moment, right? You know, I, I don't maybe I'm fortunate enough not to have this yet, but oftentimes when you're building a team, you have someone that their personal life gets so big, scary, right? Like not big mm-hmm. good, big scary that they can't mm-hmm. help and and pull back in a way. So how do you get yourself through those moments of having that, you know, head-to-head conversation. Okay. So this is, I instantly thought of two instances where this has happened to me. So one was with my previous assistant. She was fantastic until she wasn't. Like her life just got so complicated so quickly. When we jump on the call for our one-on-one, it sounded like she was headed to a funeral every single time. And And she just stopped doing stuff. Like she was, I'd say she was doing maybe 75% of what I needed her to do, but the other 25% was really important too. And eventually I was just like, I'm I'm not going to say her name, but I was like, this is, this is no longer working. And I, I hate to say this because you've been so great for so many years, but something has changed, which Mm -hmm. is fine because life changes. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it stunk, but I just came to it with just like a lot of honesty. Um, and, then the second time this happened um, is was with one of my writers. And again, life was just getting super big and super complicated. And I was like, okay, let's go through your client, you know, what you're working on now. What can I help with? What can I yeah. take off of your plate, you know, for right yeah. now? Can you what can you handle? What can't you? You know, so just offloaded yeah. her plate a little bit to where she was comfortable. And then when she was ready, just put everything back on her plate. Monica, oh my gosh, thank you so much for sharing all your stories and really taking the time to be here today. If our listeners would like to find you in Jansen Communications, where would you like them to look for you? Well, they can, of course, visit my website, which is jansencom.com, and they can find me on LinkedIn. Look for and look for Monica Jansen, head kick-ass copywriter. Excellent. And so, uh, and Jansen is spelled J-A-N-S-E-N for all our listeners. And also we'll have the link in our show, note, show notes. So if you are looking for her and you just want to click on the link, don't forget to jump on that. Monica, thanks so much for coming and sharing your stories and all your time for this recording with all the challenges that we had and your patience. You're just so kind. I'm really excited to get to spend this time with you, boss. Yeah, me too, Talmar. It was great to connect. Excellent. All right, listeners, you know what to do. If this was helpful for you or anybody else, share it with your favorite business owner friends. Being a boss doesn't have to be lonely. We're all walking that path together. So why don't we share it and make it a heck of a lot easier? All right, everybody, boss on. Thanks for tuning in to another episode. If this episode helped you, Be sure to share it with a friend or another business owner that you think would benefit from listening to this podcast. Share this episode and any questions on social media with the hashtag RockYourBossitudePodcast and let us know what you want us to be talking about. Until next time, remember, you've got what it takes to be an amazing boss. Boss on!